0: So I would love it if mom, our listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at Meganfrancis.substack.com and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N-Francis.substack.com.
1: everyone and welcome to episode 90 of the mom hour i am sarah powers here as always with megan francis 90, and
0: woo-hoo! 90 Sorry, i, I know. feel like that requires us to give a little celebration it required a woohoo it required We're a 90 percent of the way to 100 isn't that awesome like yeah we egg. have we, got we have
1: some <laughs> fun things <laughs> some fun things hopefully in store for our 100th episode behind the scenes absolutely. in the works absolutely um so today we are talking about the clothing that our children wear whether they want to or not and whether we want them to or not. Um we're going to talk about shopping for kids clothes. We're also going to talk of this whole idea of uh styling your kids which has become way more of a thing with social media. Um kind of having a style that you buy for your kids. Um and then where to put and organize and deal with all of these tiny pieces of clothing. So all yeah. about kids kids clothes today.
0: wearable well-being for your feet.
1: So... Clothing. Um, This actually was, we're jumping in. This was inspired by a listener question that came via Facebook from Andrea. And I'll just read her question and it'll kind of, we'll we'll go farther than just answer her question, but this will get us started. So she wanted to know, do you guys have any tips or go-to brands for quality children's clothing that's affordable? She said, in six years, I've learned that gap clothing sometimes shrinks, movie character t-shirts from Target stretch out easily, and I'm still looking for coat zippers that don't break. Thanks. Love your show. Very helpful. So that's from Andrea and that's probably a good place to start, which is this whole idea of quality um, and affordability and like where is the magic crossover knowing that our kids, you know, especially getting into the school years, they just wear their clothes really pretty hard.
0: Yeah, Um, you know, let me say just to start off with as a mom of a girl, I, I thought when my boys so you know, I have four boys. And I was able to hand lots of stuff down from kid to kid. And we shopped everywhere. You know, Gap, mm-hmm. we shopped, um, we shopped the, the more expensive brands like Hannah Anderson. We shopped Target and Old Navy. You know, we were like buying stuff all over the place. And strangely, even though boys have a reputation for being harder on their clothes, I always found that there was a lot I was able to, to pass down. With Clara, mm-hmm. I feel like she beats her clothes up harder somehow. And a lot of it's because she wears leggings. Yeah. And I have not really found a legging brand that does not, at some point, develop holes. Yeah. (laughs) So that's just like a caveat. I think sometimes we're like looking for this magical brand that's going to be the one that like makes it through from one size to the next. And sometimes that just, it doesn't happen. Certain things are a little bit, disposable in a way I hate to say that but
1: that's true and yeah that was some of the notes I wrote down is that I I really see different clothing brands as kind of having different purposes so there really are some I think Target and Old Navy do a great job of like staying with current trends so if you want something cute or you're having your pictures taken or it's kind of something special a little accessories I think they do a great job with making kids style look really current, but the quality is not going to be like, you know, this durable, everlasting thing. Every once in a while, like we have a few old Navy pieces that just go the just distance. Just won't die. But I think it comes down to what are my expectations for that price point and that brand. And so I'm, I welcome all of it into my home. I have some higher end brands that I love and then some cheap stuff, but I think, yeah, it is you have to know what you what to expect when you're going for the cheap, cheap. But sometimes, like you said, with just some things being disposable, that's okay sometimes because they're just going to wear through them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I think I feel like I jumped ahead of you there because we were actually no. going to talk about all those brands. <laughs> but that's oh, yeah. just my caveat that sometimes it's like you could work really hard to find a good brand and it doesn't always, yeah, it just doesn't always go that distance. So no,
1: no, yeah. and you're going to have holes in leggings all the time. All the time. So yes. Um, well, okay. So here's a couple of my, I would say, higher end brands that I look for on sales. And that would be, you already mentioned Hannah Anderson. I love, I love the look of Hannah Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like if I were to pick an ideal look for my kids, not that they would always wear what I'd want them to, but if they did, it would be that kind of like fresh, clean cut, but not overly preppy, like kids. Yeah playing happily outdoors, like that yes. kind of like bright colors, really nice cotton. So I love, love some Hannah Anderson and they do have good sales. Um, it's funny. They're, they're very wintry I find cause they're that Scandinavian. Yeah. So we live in Southern California. I feel like a lot of their cute stuff is really for seasons that we don't even have, but they still have the great cottons and all that. And then tea collection. Oh, um, yeah. I know you're me. a big fan. Mm-hmm. And then Bowdoin, which is very expensive. I will just come out and say, so Bowdoin is a British, company i think it started with just adults do you know megan if it's i think so, it was because mini boden was like an add-on yeah i think yeah. so kind of like gap and then gap kids so mini boden and it's like out of england london um and it is very kind of ridiculously expensive i have to say but We have gotten some stuff as gifts or a gift card. And then same thing, sometimes on sale, you can catch something that all of a sudden it's down to like more normal prices. So um, and they're again, the the kind of it's like right in my style of what I think just looks so cute. Um, And then for shoes, I always love stride right. And that's another one where I will look for them to come down. Uh, on sale at various places and then try to pick them up when they're like half price, which yeah. brings them to target shoe level. So.
0: so those are great suggestions. I have heard of Bowdoin. I have looked at Bowdoin catalogs. I have to admit, yeah. I don't believe I've ever owned a piece of Bowdoin clothing because of that. You know, I'm usually looking just like at the catalogs when they come to my house. As you know, yeah. I am in a retail desert. I don't live near um, even like a rack or any of those places where you can get good deals on stuff. So yeah. unless, and I wouldn't, I don't think in my area, stuff like that would really turn up even at the consignment stores. I just, right. you know, it's, I'm not in a really high wealth area where you're going to see that kind of thing. So and for we me, just to jump in, we've only, I think we've only gotten Bowdoin
1: as gifts. And then uh, a, yeah. a couple of times I've got, I've returned something that didn't fit. So then I had a little bit of credit to do yeah. some shopping myself. I will say it, it lasts as
0: long or even longer than some of that Hannah and T. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I found myself looking through the catalog being like, Oh my God, cute. cute. I want it. I want it. I want it. And then I just don't pull the trigger on it, but not to say I never will. Um, I also think, you know, it's funny when I look at my kids, like, like, how quickly are they growing? <laughs> I, yeah. I find myself making that judgment before I spend the money on something. Like, is there someone to pass it down to? Um, what, are they in a growth spurt right now, or do I anticipate one? So with girls, it's a little better because, like, a, a dress could become a tunic yes. kind of a deal. But anyway, um, back to brands. I really loved Gymboree when the kids were smaller. I haven't mm-hmm. bought anything from Gymboree for a long time. But I found that if you were willing to kind of go off the current, you know, like whatever the current um, – style is or design. Yes. They, have, they have like four, you know, themes that are out, right? Yes. And then if you yes, go to the one exactly. that's a little older, you can get yes. it for like 30%, 40% off. So I did yeah, a lot Gymbore of that. Yeah,
1: has great sales and great coupons. So if you yeah. are near like a mall um, and you're in the store more often, I think they're in store. Or is it a loyalty club maybe? They have some, they have something, whether it's email coupons or some kind of a loyalty membership thing. Yeah, but. I
0: think it's... I've, I was only aware of the email coupons, but yeah. I have not had Jimbury aged kids in a long time and i even felt like when my kids because i think it only goes up to like what size five or six or something like that it's little and i even found sometimes that the stuff at the higher end of the age range i'd be like i don't know it looks a little babyish because it's like the same stuff (laughs) that they have for the babies and toddlers yeah so we moved on from that pretty quickly but i also remember them having really cute shoes and little boots and just really really like if you have a baby that was always my favorite place to go yes um and and baby gap but um another couple places they have in the mall um children's place is cheap Uh and sometimes it's a good place just to go for those like stock up on t-shirts or leggings kinds of stuff and there's one other one that something like something eight, crazy eight, maybe yes
1: crazy eight, which is owned by Carter's, I think. Okay. So, and I, I almost forgot to mention Carter's because like you said, the kids outgrow it by age six or whatever, but Carter's was my total go-to for everyday baby wear. Just felt like, and again, it wasn't going to last forever, but I thought that the quality was fine and great sales, super cute, especially newborn and infant outfits So, and I think crazy
0: eight might be, um, like a bigger kid sister kids of Carter's of we'll okay. have to we'll have to, have to do some research up. on that but I've I've heard I'm, I don't know that I've personally bought anything from there but I I know that Clara has gotten hand-me-downs from her um, cousin that came from okay. there so I'm yes. aware of the brand um actually I think that for me that's kind of it is I mean besides like Old Navy and Target <laughs> yeah which is well and, let's talk know, about where we find some of these brands if it's not oh the wait mall. You know okay. hold on stop Land's End okay so that's another one I totally do Land's End for Boots Coats and oh, and I day. was
1: I was hoping you would talk about winter because I feel like Lands End is another one that I don't usually the catalog comes and it's usually just winter stuff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, I know. And the stuff, you know, honestly, the stuff isn't that inspiring. It's like, right, it's like their basics. clothing. It's basics, right? So I probably wouldn't buy a bunch of stuff um, from Lands End unless I was also purchasing, like sometimes I'll wait until there's some kind of deal, like spend X amount and get a get something off and that's when i'll do like coats for two kids plus shirts for some kids and like fill in the but they have great boots they have great coats um i know that sears has now like an in-store lands end shop oh and i have bought stuff from there before and did not feel like the quality was the same now i could be totally coming out of left field maybe i'm wrong but i did not feel like the quality i would believe that though because
1: you know how like like nordstrom rack has specific manufacturers that are different than Nordstrom for some brands. Like, so I would
0: believe that. I would believe there's some manufacturing quality difference Difference, in order to market down. So it's convenient if you have a mall and you just want to go to Sears and and shop in their Lands and store. But I have had better luck through the catalog and they have a really great or online, obviously, and they have a really great return policy. So,
1: okay. Yeah, that's good to know. Well, I love consignment stores. If you have a, um, we had kid to kid in Arizona, which is a national franchise, but I think they're kind of, they pop up, they pop up everywhere, but not every city has one. And then there's one here called Children's Orchard. Um, But if you have that kind of a, like, the okay. Higher. I don't mean high, high end because high, high end resale is a different thing altogether. But quality resale, meaning they only take stuff that's in good condition, that's recognizable brands. And you're going to look, you're going to find Carter's and Gap and Gymboree and Children's Place and all these brands we've been mentioning um, consigned for like three and four dollars. And that was such a great, especially when my kids were getting dirty and crawling and walking and toddlers. And, you know, we'd hit a new season or the weather would get hot in Arizona. And I'd go over and little rompers and stuff would be like two ninety nine. Yeah. And yeah. I would just pick up a bunch of them. So if you if you've been intimidated to try that kind of a resale shop or, you know, maybe it's a little out of your way, I would just encourage people to give it a try. I just feel like I, I just feel like it was a bonanza coming home from yeah. those places for so inexpensive and good quality.
0: Yeah, and I found that our local consignment store, which I love, I don't go in there that often. Um, I usually go in there when I have a really specific need and then I end up buying a bunch of stuff while I'm there because I can't help myself. (laughs) Right. So I'll go in like, oh my gosh, I need boys' jeans. And it's a great Mm -hmm. place to buy boys' jeans because you're going to find boys' jeans and they're going to be a lot cheaper. And who cares? They're boys' jeans, right? So I'll go in there and just kind of um, shop the wall that has all the sizes and pull out sizes and look at them and go, these look cool. I like these and I like the wash and so here we go. But I also ours also has a sticker system where like the um there's different colored stickers and so on different days anything marked with like a red sticker might be forty percent off or anything, you know, marked with an orange sticker might be fifty percent off. And I don't know what their rhyme is, you know, rhyme or reason to it. There's something there's some system there. They're probably trying to clear certain things out. But um I have found it to be really good for that. It's also really good for if your kid does an activity that that only require like that you're just kind of experimenting with like I was I'm so glad you shoes. brought this up. Yeah. <laughs> we just bought tap shoes literally last oh, really? week at ours. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I'm, i was just
1: waiting for you to pause so I could bring that up and then you you said it. Yes, totally. And soccer cleats. I've done soccer the same cleats. thing.
0: Soccer cleats. Oh my gosh, ours has like a, a huge pile of soccer, baseball, and football cleats because And they're in great condition. Yeah. Now I, I found because Allegra started
1: softball last fall and she's you know she's almost nine but she's big for her age so her shoe size is up there with the 10 and 11 year olds and I did yeah. find that there wasn't quite the selection and I think it's because by that age kids are actually wearing through them a little bit more yeah. and they're sticking with the sport so they're
0: actually like wearing them until yes. they're I also think that by that age, parents aren't used, like parents aren't actively clothes shopping. You know, I have to say, like, I actively clothes shopped for my kids much more 10 years ago than I do now. I just, to me, now we have so many hand me downs coming my way. Also, my kids are older. So, where I would shop, probably the children's consignment store isn't going to be the first place I'll think to go. I'll go someplace I'm going anyway to get my own clothes or (laughs) whatever, you know. So, I think as parents just get less used to going to those places, they just don't. Donate as much. And that's why you can tell the clothes start dropping off. Yeah. You know, there's like a million little kid things and baby things, and then it starts to kind of. You know, it starts to taper a little bit. Yeah, agreed.
1: But um, definitely for tap shoes, soccer cleats, especially when they're little and it's at yeah. those ages where kids are trying something and then quitting. The yeah. tap shoes we got, I want to say, were six ninety nine, and they I don't think they've ever been worn. Yeah, and there were look, like five choices in yeah. violet size because be like all the four year olds. <laughs> yes, yes. All the four year olds started tap and either quit or outgrew their shoes within right. a hot second.
0: Well, and even if they, I mean, even if they did a whole you know six week series or something, they don't weigh anything. It's like how much right. how much wear and tear they don't know how to dance yet. How much wear yeah. care can they really put on the shoes? Um, totally. I want to talk a little bit more about shoes because that has been a real sticker shock thing for me as my kids e- have gotten older and moved oh, into adult yeah. sizes. And I had to share this little trick. I did not know this. Um, my trainer at the gym always has super cute athletic shoes, always. And right. I asked her one time where she gets her shoes and she said she buys them in the children's department because yes. apparently even if your feet are normal size because I laughed and went I could never do that. And she said, no, What you do is you just find like there's like a corresponding size that goes with adults. I had no idea, but you save like 10, 20 or more dollars on shoes because that was, I remember distinctly when my oldest son moved up into adult shoes going, oh, like, now we have to get real about this. You right. Know? <laughs> so, but you could
1: have actually stayed in. We probably could have kids. stayed in yeah. kids. Yep. Yeah. I, I knew I knew that about women's shoes. Like, I feel like it's a trick around here to do Nordstrom's kids for women's, especially Uggs and Nikes and, you know, higher end brands. And yeah. I thought it kind of tapped out around size eight, eight and a half. But okay. um, listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like I'm a seven, which I think would be like a four. And then it might go up to five, which would be like an eight. I don't know right. if you had.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, it, it's not—it's not intuitive because you would think it would be a right. higher size. And yeah. It's not. It's like a l- lesser size. So yeah, yeah. it's if you're—you know—if you have sticker shock about your kids, your newly adult kid, yeah, it probably won't work on your size eleven shoe size son. And I have two of those now. Right, help me, help, <laughs>
1: help me. you, help. send help, <laughs> send um,
0: shoes. So my go-to for kids' shoes, especially quality
1: shoes, it's Nordstrom Rack, and I had always felt a little bad mentioning that on the podcast because they're not not everybody has a Nordstrom Rack. We have like four, which is just because we're there's a lot of retail around here. Um, but Nordstrom Rack now has an app and a website that I'm pretty sure just runs like any other online shopping, and so. I, I'm not totally clear how it works as relates to regular Nordstrom. I just know that it's things that are sometimes in an off color. So like my own, my own gym shoes are Asics and those were like half the price that they would have been new at Nordstrom. And I think it's just because they end up with a lot of one size or a lot of one color. Um, and so same with the kids shoes. So brands like stride, right? My kids love native, you know, those like rubbery looking sneakers, Uh-huh. Yep. not Crocs, um, cause Crocs don't stay on their feet and they don't really like them, but natives have been great for us um and those are at nordstrom rack and then you know athletic shoes so um yeah so i would i think it's worth checking out either their mobile app or their online store and i'm i don't know if shipping is you know probably free over a certain amount so it'd be worth checking out i have i've always hesitated to
0: push it because not everybody has a nordstrom rack near them but um worth checking out so i have to um ask sarah if you ever shop at like Saks off fifth or something it's kind of like a nordstrom rack I've never been in one. I know of them. So I stepped into one thinking it was going to be like a Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. And what I called it was TJ Sachs because it totally didn't feel anything like Sachs to me. It felt like kind of like a lower end Marshalls, really. It was weird. And it was in Chicago in a really nice area of town. So... I kind of wondered if it's one of those places you have to be willing to really dig in. And I know Nordstrom Rack is nothing like Nordstrom either, but at least I feel like when I walk in, I could recognize the brands and labels and stuff at the Saks place. I walked in and was like, what it was kind of exactly what you'd expect at TJ Maxx. Like, you know, like, um, gift packaged pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All this random stuff. And I was like, ah, I got to get out of here. So I haven't had a lot of experience at those places. And in general, they kind of, they kind of skeeve me a little bit. There's just so many brands and I don't know enough about brands to know what I'm getting. Yeah. So no, I would agree. And tricks. actually I think sometimes Nordstrom Rack can feel like that
1: for women's clothes. I have a really hard time for clothes for myself because it is they smush all of the brands and I don't know all the label names either into a very small space and there's a bunch of different circular racks and they're all by size but they're different collections. It's very confusing. So I tend to just stick to shoes at Nordstrom Rack and a little bit in the kids section. If you kind of get to know, my kids are at a little bit more predictable sizes now, so I'll browse. But um, So I agree. I I think there's a little bit of element to that too. But yeah, Nordstrom Rack on their website might be a good place for people to try just to see what the markdowns are. I love seeing $50 shoes marked down to 22.
0: You know, well, yeah, that makes me very happy. (laughs) Um, I have to also say though, like shoes are one thing for me where I really try to go with the quality label. I know you said stride, right? You try to do, um, we don't necessarily, we're not that brand specific necessarily here, but I have found, you know, it's tempting to like, just you're at target anyway, getting a couple pair of leggings and why not just let the kids pick out a pair of cute sand or sandals or sneakers. Yeah. And I mostly find that, that just doesn't pay off. So no. it's not I, my, that much cheaper, really. No,
1: it's not. And and my kids are picky about the comfort of shoes yes. and no offense, target. I love you, but I don't think we've ever had great luck with no. comfortable kids shoes at they're target. Like, they're
0: plasticky and they're yeah. stiff. So like Clara has several pairs of Puma sneakers because she okay. just likes the way they look, and yeah. so we know that's a brand that feels good on her feet. So it makes it kind of easy because we can just go yeah. to like um, one of those big shoe outlet kind of places and yep. and just look for that brand, or we can even order them online. Really, because we yeah. now know. So I guess my I guess if there's a takeaway there, if you figure out what, especially if you live like I do in a place where there's not a lot of great retail, if you figure out what brands feel good on your kids' feet. Clara has different feet than like some of the other yeah. kids do, and so find the brand that feels good on her feet figure out her size then you can just order them on Amazon or yep. or uh, Zappos we've done that yep. and so that that's nice if you don't like to shop or don't have a lot of time to shop Agreed Agreed, and
1: it gets so much easier if you're if you have little tiny feet and like new walkers. It's shoes can be really confusing, but it does get easier once you kind of know their size. They're not outgrowing them every eight weeks. Um, I, I agree, it gets a lot easier to kind of pick and choose your brands, and you know. Yeah, I remember my
0: boys were really into Skechers, which I don't know. They're nothing. They're not really special. You can get them at Kohl's. Yeah. But all of my boys at one point thought those were like the coolest shoes, which I always thought was so funny because they were really inexpensive. But uh-huh. I was able to keep them very happy with Skechers for years and years, and then think. I think one of them finally figured out they really weren't that cool. (laughs) Probably the oldest kid. And then this trickled down where it was like, wait, what? Sketchers? No, we don't want those. That's really funny. Yeah.
1: End of the innocence over here. Totally, totally. Um, Well, let's move into, we've kind of touched on this already, but I want to specifically talk about this idea of having a style that you like to dress your kids. And I'm going to go back to babies and toddlers, especially because that's a lot of our listeners. And that's when you have more control over what your kids wear. Um, One thing I have noticed is that, with Instagram and social media, I feel like this idea of having a style for your kids or, you know, posting cute outfits um, and a lot of like boutique clothing sellers too um, has kind of exploded with social media. Cause I don't think that was a thing even when my oldest was a baby. I mean, you would, you would see the cute outfits in the mall or in the catalogs, but this idea of kind of having, Just like you have your own personal style, having a personal
0: style for how you dress your kids—I don't think that was a thing, do you? No, no, that's a new thing. Definitely a new thing. At Um, least it's not—it wasn't a thing that anyone talked about. (laughs) I'm sure still some people probably who were very into fashion thought about it. I uh, just—it wasn't mainstream. Right.
1: I would love if our um, our listeners who have littler kids, um, I would love to hear from people. And there may be some cute kind of mom owned clothing boutiques that are, you know, out there and doing a lot of their marketing and stuff via social media. So if you have a favorite line, I'd love to hear it, especially for some of I feel like the baby clothes and the little kid clothes are so cute right now. I feel like they're a lot more um, kind of boho and natural yes, than yeah. when Allegra was a baby. There was a lot of that like hot pink and leopard print and like black onesies that would say diva in rhinestones Ugh. like do you remember like yeah. and that is just not me personally no, not me like either. I wouldn't have dressed my little girl that way so then I went like more the classic route like the carters and like just the bright colors and the regular play clothes but now I feel like if there are trends out there it's this much kind of softer more natural and is super cute if you have a one-year-old and you're able to dress them right now I think that's I think it's a good time a good time to yeah. be a baby
0: You know, Um, I I remember when I was pregnant and um, with all five kids, I desperately want. And the funny thing is, most of my kids weren't even born in the hospital. So like I wanted the coming home outfit, even though it was really just like the first day they are presented to the world outfit. Um, But I really, really, really wanted in each case a classic looking baby outfit. And I couldn't necessarily put my finger on what I want it to look like but I knew what I didn't want it to look like I didn't want it to have bears or balls or like bright colors I wanted it to be like soft like soft pastel yeah maybe a sweater outfit or like um you know something and I could I took me weeks of shopping for each kid to find that one perfect outfit and with William in particular I remember finding it in this really frou-frou boutique and spending way too much money on it, but it was like I finally—it was like when I found what I was looking for, I was so excited. Um, totally. And I think that was actually kind of my style with all of them as babies, but it was hard to find back then. And it still is hard, yeah. especially for boys.
1: It's hard. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So. I agree. Um, well, what about as our kids get older and start to develop their own style? I have a few things. Like I have a couple, like maybe pet peeves is the wrong word, but. I I don't, I don't make a big deal of what my kids want to wear. Like, I feel like if it's in their drawers, I've already kind of approved it. It's either come from hand-me-downs or a gift, or we picked it up somewhere and it's in their drawers. But um, I do feel like I have a couple, a couple things that irk me that I have to look the other way one is mixing so Allegra's really into uh athletic wear like athleisure like you know which is great I mean she's an active girl so she'll have like some kind of you know workout wear type tops like t-shirts that are made of that you know more athletic material but then she'll sometimes put on like suede booties or like mix oh, yeah. like you know like a normal shirt with these running shorts and I'm like oh but if you yep. were going no. for the athleisure this is a very so it's like little things like that you just have to kind of Look the other way. Well, Clara does
0: the same thing. She is. She (laughs) likes to play. She'll wear yoga pants. She has a Uh lot of little yoga pants. Yoga pants with like a dress. Yeah, and then her fringed booties too. I'm like that, but that's not. I mean, but it's not really up to me. And also, I feel like they know more about what's coming up than we do. And maybe Uh it's just becoming casual. Like, maybe if all little girls are, are mixing up their stuff like that, right? you know, in five to ten years, all teenage girls will be mixing up right. their stuff like that. And maybe there's just, I don't know. I try to stay out of it, Um, like you said. it is. A, it, sometimes she'll come down and I'm like, oh, really? Like, that outfit could be so cute if you just right. swapped out the top or something. But yeah. I usually no, don't bother. Yeah,
1: it's.
0: Sarah, we're welcoming our sponsor, Element, that's spelled L-M-N-T, a zero-sugar electrolyte drink that leans on current science about what our bodies really need in order to deliver the most effective hydration possible. You know, Sarah, Eric is really into keeping up with health research, and he's been insisting to me for years that we actually need more salt to stay hydrated. Turns out Element agrees because they've developed their product based on a growing body of research that shows that for optimal health outcomes, we actually need to be taking in sodium levels at two to three times government recommendations. That's a big difference.
1: Yeah, it really is, Megan. And, you know, electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. I know I can feel really rotten when I'm dehydrated. And also, I don't love the taste of plain water, so I'm not that great about drinking it. Element makes a huge difference in how much I'm enjoying my hydration and in how I feel, and it's super easy to fit it into my daily routine. My favorite flavor of Element is the grapefruit. But if that's not for you, we're going to get you set up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite Element flavor. Plus, Element has a no-questions-asked refund policy. You don't even have to send the product back to get your refund.
0: Yeah, you can receive a free Element sample pack containing one packet of eight flavors. So you'll get eight total packets free with any order when you purchase through our custom URL. That's drinkelement.com slash momhour, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership, and it's available for both new and returning customers. To get that offer, again, go to drinkelement.com slash momhour.
1: Yeah. And we want them we want them to find their own style. And there's enough we have to, you know, correct our kids on that. It's usually not a battle worth picking. I would say there's like three times a year, probably where I will tell the kids in the morning uh, outfits are not up for negotiation today. And if it's like Christmas Eve dinner out or we're taking family pictures, but it is literally probably two or three days in the entire year where I say this is what you're wearing. Yeah. Um, what about have you have any of your five kids been really really I mean really sensitive or picky about uh, the way things feel or fit or wearing certain outfits you know over and over again because there's there's being there's choosing weird outfits and then there's the other level which is kids who
0: like kind of obsessively won't wear yeah. jeans or won't yeah. wear you know anything with elastic or whatever. Well okay so you know I'm focusing on Clara just because she's the littlest one and the one I, yeah. you know, I say I have the most control over, and I'm saying that with a huge smile on my face, because we yeah. all know that's not true. Um, but the boys all have their quirks. And I think where my for my kids, especially the boys, I've really just kind of let it go. I don't get on them about their hair. They all have had weird haircuts, they've all let their hair grow too long. And yeah. you know, as long as I keep it clean, I'm I'm okay with that. I sometimes will say, you know, you might want to get your hair cut, it'll get out of your face, it'll feel so much better. Um, You'll be able to style it more easily, but really I stay out of it. But I will say right now, both uh, Owen and Isaac are essentially never wearing regular pants these days. And yeah. it's funny because Isaac for a while was really into like khakis and he liked to look really sharp. But now he'll do things like he'll pair a, and he's in 11th grade, he'll pair a collared shirt or like a really nice sweater with a pair of joggers. Uh-huh. Owen has a few pairs of joggers, and if he could, he'd wear them 24-7 all week long. He would never take them off. Like, he would never put on regular pants. It's when they go in the wash, and he's basically forced to put on nicer pants. And they don't have a school uniform, so as long as whatever they have on is presentable. right? I think at the high school level, they've given up anyway. But um, So my kids have all been weird about that. I will also say one of my kids, I don't remember which one it was, would not do tags. Mm -hmm. And I know it was one of the older kids because it really messed up my hand-me-down rotation. Right. Because all of the tags were cut out of every single shirt. Yeah. And so when it came time for me to figure out where to store stuff or like which kid was going to get it next or whatever, I was kind of at a loss. And that was a little annoying. Luckily, no one's been real weird about seams or, you know, like I make sure not to buy anything that would potentially be itchy because I do want stuff to pass down through several kids. Um, So, you know, there's not a lot of wool going on in my house. But no, that hasn't really been a big thing. Like the textures, at least.
1: Yeah. Tags, I think, are a common one. Um, and definitely, kids with you know sensory sensitivities, it's like ratcheted up. Allegra's really; she does not like things that are itchy, and I would say she's it's almost gotten more sensitive as she's gotten older, not less. I don't remember her being particularly choosy about her outfits when she was like three and four, which for some preschoolers is when they're so particular. But she just is; it's mostly a comfort thing for her. She still is pretty laid back about yeah. the style, yeah. but um, anything with an elastic waist, she'll always. Um she'll always pull a waistband as far down as it'll go, like <laughs> on her hips, you know. And I'm like yeah. pulling it back up. Like, no, it's you know, it's so cute. If it sits where it's supposed to sit, you know. Um so she yeah, she doesn't like You know, Owen oh, always hikes his
0: up. We talked about that, right? Yeah. How he hikes his pants <laughs> all the way up to like right under his nipples. Oh, so oh my when gosh. he his when he's like wearing his baseball uniform, you can't even read the letters oh my gosh. on the back. It's hilarious. hilarious. But, hilarious. Yeah, so It's like the reverse of that. Yes,
1: it's so funny. Um, and then, yeah, Reed is pretty easy, even though he's my more sensitive in a lot of other ways. Clothing does not bother him. He actually fits the profile of a kid who would be super anal about what he wears. Yeah, but he I is. thought maybe he would be. That yeah. surprises me. No, he's not. In fact, it's like he almost doesn't like clothes. He doesn't even know that they're on his body, like to the point where we have a lot of days in California where it's cool in the morning and then warm in the afternoon. So they'll wear, you know, a zip up fleece or something to school and I'll pick him up and he's still wearing his fleece. And it's like 82 degrees. I'm like, buddy you can take that off it's like it's almost like he doesn't really pay attention to the effect that clothes or have on his body like it's completely which is funny because he does seem like a kid who would have sensitivities he went through a very interesting phase when he was like two and a half where he only wanted t-shirts that had meat-eating creatures on them so like dinosaurs were preferred but only meat-eating dinosaurs and if it couldn't be a meat-eating dinosaur it had to be like a cheetah or a lion okay, or a that's tiger. the read. That's the read I know. <laughs> yes, yes. That is, yes. yes. That, but that didn't last very long. So, and luckily, it was, he was in that phase where every shirt practically had, like, a tiger or a dinosaur on it. Can so, we talk about that
0: really quick? Why yes. well, The last thing I noticed, as my boys were starting to outgrow that four to seven size yeah. range, right? So, like, Liz Owen was kind of on his last throes of, yeah. like, being able to wear those clothes. If I had to put one more thing on my kids, that had a skull and crossbones on it. <laughs> a dinosaur, a skull and crossbones. I mean, it's always, it kind of comes and goes, different, yeah. different things. Um, when they were younger, like it was probably some other kind of animal, but it's like all the clothing people get together and they say, you know what? Um, no, no parent wants to buy anything for their kids. that doesn't have any, you know, like screen print on it. So let's right. just find something kind of obnoxious and put it on everything. Yeah. And then you can't find anything without it. And I never okay. understood that.
1: I know. I know. I agree. And actually from there, we should probably talk quickly about licensed character stuff because that is another, I just admit my snobbery. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but actually what I talked about was licensed characters on toys. And this is just the other side. So I will, my kids will often get, you know, something, a Pokemon t-shirt or something. And I just, I turn it into pajamas right away. I'll often let them buy it big and I put it in their pajama drawer and they are just as happy. I just, I don't love that kind of stuff day to day. And I don't know why I admit it's kind of snobby. I don't know why it bugs me, but I just don't love my kids being out in their everyday play clothes and having
0: it licensed character everything but it works great as pajamas and they love it yeah i totally agree um i may that might make me a snob but i do the same thing although i have to say like for me specifically it's always been like the disney princesses and mm-hmm. stuff like that that really annoys me i guess my kids have had a few pokemon shirts and that kind of thing that i've just let into the rotation but even like when we went to disney i would always buy any um Any of the like souvenir T shirts in Mm -hmm. two sizes too big, so they have to wear them to bed. Yeah, and I for me, there's like a tipping point. Like it's fine for a while, but I'll notice there being too much of it and just be like, nope, done. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, and I agree. The girl stuff for some reason feels a little more obnoxious. It's often much more obnoxious. Well, plus girls have more options. Like girls, girls have much better alternatives to like T shirts and stuff than sometimes than boys do. Sometimes when you're buying boys t-shirts and stuff like just casual clothes if you're buying them especially at a target or something like that sometimes you're like really limited as to what you can get that's casual but not licensed or doesn't have a corny yeah you know slogan on the front or whatever so i've always been a little more lax about the boys plus the other thing about my boys is they constantly have a hoodie on constantly right so i mean unless it's the middle of summer They are like hoodie kids. So often the the t-shirt under the hoodie is kind of irrelevant. It's just like an undershirt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on the pajama
1: thing, none of my kids have ever said, oh, can't I wear, you know, can I wear this during the day? Or it's it's never bothered them. If anything, they like it as pajamas. So that's a, that's a good little hack to get around constant licensed character. And, and so you don't have to say no, you don't have to be like a licensed character free household, but you know, if you, if you'd rather limit it, do it at night. Um, so should we move on before we wrap into qu- talking quickly about how we organize or where we store these kids clothes sure. that they're wearing? Um the in place All everywhere in the baskets, (laughs) in the hampers. Yeah, Um, this is a good time to point out that we've done a couple of episodes where we've touched on this. In particularly, there's an episode where you explained your um, seasonal switching out seasonal clothes and
0: hand me downs system. That's all one system, by the way. It's one system
1: for switching summer to winter and for bringing out the hand me downs for the next sizes. So I'll link to that podcast as well as the post you wrote about it. So we'll we can kind of skip that because it's an involved process, but maybe we'll focus more on just the everyday clothes storage um, and kind of keeping track of everything.
0: Yeah. So So I will say like my biggest thing is like active, much like anything else I do in a house with five kids. I rely a lot on active management. And what I mean by that is when I'm doing the laundry, I still do all the laundry, but I will say my (laughs) oldest kids sometimes try to sneak a load in, but like, I really prefer to be on top of that because I find that if I'm in control of it, then I can see what's kind of, coming through, what's never being worn, what's Right. It's being worn all the time. Um I can see when the kids are wearing, like I'll sometimes notice, you know, oh, Owen's been wearing those jeans and I've just noticed that they're two inches too short, even though he keeps hiking them up, which yeah. is not helping. Um And sometimes I'll just like kind of surreptitiously steal stuff out of the laundry yes. and get it into goodwill or into yes. like, so to, to be given away. And so it's, it's hard to do that. To me it would be much harder to do that if it was like one I was saving it all for one weekend sometime. Because right, it's just right. nice to be able to just actively keep my eye on that sort of thing. Otherwise my system is like I do the laundry, I fold it, I lit, I lit, I, I I I put it in five five piles on the kitchen island and the kids come take it and they take it up to the room. And I don't know what happens after that.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think we've talked about (laughs) this maybe when we talked about doing chores or our kids doing chores because I'm really ready for my kids to be putting away their own clothes. Um, Allegra's starting to, but sometimes it's my own habits that get in the way. Um, You know, I do the washing and the folding. um, And if I hand Allegra or tell her, here's your pile, she does know where it goes and she'll do it. But half the time to be honest we're grabbing clean clothes off the clean laundry bed or out of the basket yeah. or whatever cuz that's life. Um oh yeah, a couple of tips that came to mind for like Violet who just turned 4 has been choosing her own clothes and getting herself dressed since before she was 2. And um so for that reason I tried to make her drawers. She has has a low dresser which is great so she can reach all the drawers and I just tried to make it really categorical so you know shirts all in one drawer Pants and leggings in another. She has a whole drawer full of skirts because she has enough like cotton skirts to, you know. And she knew. I remember her being two and being like, "Where my skirt drawer? Where my skirt drawer?" You know. Aww. So um, the easier you can make it on kids who are independent enough to choose their own clothes. Um, and if you if you have a taller dresser, you know, maybe rethinking what you use the upper drawers for it, and keeping stuff accessible to them low down. I remember when Allegra was in kindergarten, she wore uniforms, and it kind of it totally made me reorganize her dresser and I put all the school stuff on the lowest level because that's where she was getting herself ready. So sometimes just kind of reorganizing where you're keeping the clothes can actually help with the whole getting dressed, choosing our clothes. And the other thing I've done, I did this for Allegra a couple years ago when she did not wear uniforms. We kind of went through and we decided which clothes were not great for school. Either the dresses were a little short or they were too fancy or just certain things I didn't want her wearing to school. And we totally made like, one rack or one section of the closet hanging not for school and the other for school. And that way I didn't have to veto any outfits when she came downstairs. Um so that worked well for us. So
0: yeah. So you also remember, um Sarah, that I had an entire at least year. I'm gonna say it was more like two or three years, honestly, where I had lots of young kids in school at the same time. Yeah. Um And we lived out of laundry baskets for like two or three years because it worked because, you know, in the morning, everyone would come down and no one could dress themselves correctly. It was like some of them just didn't want to. And some of them would come down with their brother's pants on and like the wrong, everything was the wrong sizes. And I was like, you guys, seriously. So we just started keeping everything in laundry baskets down on the main floor and that would make it so easy for me to pick stuff out in the morning. And the kids were getting dressed all over the house. It was kind of hilarious. Like one kid's getting dressed in front of the heating vent. Another one's in the bathroom. Another one, I don't even know where they went. Um, And it's kind of fun to look back at that. That was such a brief period of time really, where I just made something Little, really, really easy on myself, and it kind of made a big difference. Well, and we've talked about –
1: I think in our Summer Shortcuts episode a million years ago, we talked about how once you've decided that this is how you're doing things – like, once I decided I no longer folded pajamas ever, then I didn't feel guilty about not folding pajamas. So if you decide that everyone gets their clean clothes out of a laundry basket and that's your decision – then it doesn't feel like something that's left undone. It's just, this is our system right now.
0: This is our Um, system. And and our system is still a migrating sock basket. (laughs) I keep my, my special socks. My smart wools are in my drawer. I only have a few pair of those, but everything else, everyone's socks are just in a basket and everyone just picks them out. And it, you know, it's not ideal, right? (laughs) By any means but it saves that much. It's just that much less hassle. We all know that's where it is. It works. Yeah,
1: That's my linens. Um, so we do all cloth napkins and kitchen linens and, um, they just live in one big clean laundry basket when they're clean, they're downstairs. Um, then eventually they're dirty under the sink. I take them up and wash them. I mean, they're literally never put away. Um, that reminds me too of when you're talking about getting dressed all over the house. Um, is this house has space for this one big laundry basket that I put upstairs in like the cent like the center area where all the bedrooms open out into that area, and i don't even have dirty laundry baskets in my individual kids' rooms because they drop their clothes. All over the place, and I try to get them to put it right. in the hamper. But if they don't, I do it. So it's and I got a laundry basket that's pretty. So it's like a woven wooden, and it's a pretty good size. And so it actually just sits out in the most main area of the upstairs. And I don't. They don't even put their dirty clothes in individual dirty clothes baskets. It just all goes into the communal one um, because because that same reason they're getting dressed and undressed. I feel like all over the place.
0: Right. Yep. This is
1: we're we're yep. painting quite a picture of chaos.
0: <laughs> <In case> you- <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Uh, my house is remarkably someone was at my house recently that had never been there before and they said i love the controlled chaos in here and it just made me laugh because it's true you look around my house and everything looks on first glance everything looks really tidy Uh Um, but then if you look around a little more closely you can see that there's just little like stations yeah (laughs) Yeah. all over of like projects that are in progress or clothing that it's half you know half folded or whatever it is it's like there's just life going on all around the place here and and the the more I try to eliminate signs of it, <laughs> the, the more uphill of a battle it is. I don't really want to fight that fight. I, so.
1: I totally agree. And we started out talking about kids clothes, but it's kind of come around to this, you know, more like home management stuff. But I think that's so true that if something's really bugging you, if the laundry basket in the corner is eating away at your soul, then it's time to find a new solution. But if if it's working, and it's then, then there's no reason it has to look like perfectly folded t-shirts in drawers. You know, life is right. life is happening. Yep. I'm going to link to a couple of episodes from in our early days. So if you're a new listener and haven't binge listened to the whole uh, collected works of the Mom Hour, um, <laughs> we did an episode a back to school episode in our first year that um, did touch on some other tips for saving money on kids clothes. Um, And then we also did one called stuff junk and things, which is more about controlling this chaos of, you know, organization and toys and where to put stuff and kids constantly outgrowing and bringing new stuff. So I think both of those um, would be a good continuation of this discussion. But I agree. I'd also love to hear feedback. You can email us hello at com. I would love to hear where you guys shop for your kids because Megan, I feel like you and I are, we're aging out a little bit of some of the baby and toddler brands. And I just know the ones I see on Instagram and, you know, cute pictures. I think there's probably some great up and coming brands that our listeners would probably love to know about so if you come and leave us a comment we'll make sure to kind of share that however we can with our listener base if you've got a great brand to recommend let us know
0: yeah i think if there's anything people learned from this episode it is that we are not particularly stylish <laughs> yeah, <but> our- <laughs> or we're just not yeah we're not particularly like brand focused or like we don't really know what's going on i know what i like and i when i see it i like it when i see it and i know it when i see it but i just don't think a lot about it so i'm sure there's other people who have much better feedback to give.
1: Yeah, but I think you and I both have that uh, desire to have the higher quality at an acceptable price, which is always yes. sort of like it's a, it's a game, like it's a game you can play. So It is. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun. We will be back next week with more and you can check us out at com. This was episode 90 and you will find the show notes right there. Thanks everybody. Keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data.
0: Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code TheMomHour. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E R I K A dot A P P, and use code TheMomHour to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Tease Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks